0: Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you that we're able to come to you today, that we're able to worship, that we're able to uh, remember who you are, to remember what you did for us. And as we uh, as we end up one year and, and launch into another, Lord, yes. help us to uh, help us to be a light in, in a time that I believe is going to be a very challenging time. Yes. Uh, for our country, perhaps for the entire world. Yes. Uh, help us to uh, to know us, uh, what you would have us to do. Yes. To be, uh, to yes. be the light of the world that you have, have tasked us and commanded us to be. And so as you are the light of the world. Open our hearts to hear uh, what you would say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> I used to make this joke that uh, my New Year's resolution is to make no resolutions. <laughs> so I always keep it. Oh, yeah. Well, well then, then uh, it occurred to me that that's a logical fallacy. You, you can't resolve anything if you're making no resolutions. Right. So I quit using that joke because uh, I pride <laughs> myself on being logical and that and just doesn't work. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, praise God. But... There have been some surveys done. I, somebody does one every year, I'm sure. Uh, this year, the one I found was from Forbes Health. They surveyed 1,000 people in uh, in the United States, uh, adults, and this was done on October 23rd of this year. Uh, the participants could select more than one answer out of the resolutions that were presented to them, but. Apparently it was a finite list words, they were only, they weren't writing in their resolution, they were picking things off of this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, 96.5% of those who took the survey were picked more than one. You could pick more than one. So most people had, had more than one resolution that they, that they said they were going to make. Uh, the uh, the The selections, apparently, were pretty much all focused on oneself. There's things you're going to do better uh, for yourself in some way. About 62% of those polls said uh, that they felt some pressure to set a New Year's resolution. In uh, 2022, another survey was done, 37% uh, said that they were still, uh, that they were trying to keep resolutions. Mm -hmm. They were still trying to keep them. Uh, That's down from uh, 48% in a survey that I looked at in 2019. It's the, dem- the, the demographics are kind of interesting. Apparently women are more prone uh, to, to feel that they need to make resolutions than men. It was 64 to, to 60 uh, between women and men. Uh, the 2022 survey found that young adults, 18 to 34, uh, were most likely to be uh, those making resolutions. Uh, 59.3%, I, I, I've got some mess there on my notes, I'm not sure what that was supposed to mean. But praise God, we'll move on. Uh, and it's more of a U.S. practice than elsewhere. Uh, people in other countries don't seem to do this so much. What are they? Oh, 48% uh, had to do with fitness. Uh, 38% had to do with improving finances. Thirty-six uh, percent. Praise God. No, thir- yeah, I've got two. I've got two things with both state finances, so I'm not sure which one was which. win. Praise God. Thirty-four uh, had to do with losing weight, and then thirty-two uh, had to do with improving diet. I guess those would be things you put in the, uh, if you had more than one, right? Right. And twenty-five percent. Make more time for loved ones. Okay, well, they're fine. Then we've got one that's maybe not entirely selfish. Right. Uh, but then who keeps them? Well, apparently about 6% are still keeping their uh, resolutions by the time the next year rolls around. Interestingly enough, though, 86% of the people were, who were asked were confident that they would keep their resolutions. So you have 80% with confidence they can do it, and only 6% actually did do it. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And this year, uh, there was a vast reduction in in accountability effort. People uh, weren't doing anything to, uh, people have, have Stop trying to do anything to hold themselves accountable. To actually, keep the, the resolutions. People who are people who are do using things like apps, you know, to help you track your exercise and diet stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the failure of, to keep them is so common that there's actually people that actually the dates. Uh, Ditch New Year's resolution, resolution Day is January 17th. <laughs> um, Quitter's Day is the second Friday in January. Oh my gosh. The average resolution lasts about three months. And That's good. I can could, I could, I could believe that. I, according to this, uh, I'm sorry, 3 months and 3 weeks. Uh, almost 4 months. Uh, 8% quit after 1 month, uh, another 22% quit after 2 months, another 22% quit after 3 months, another 13 after 4 months, and after that there's not much point. Uh, they get down to a year uh, after 12 months, you're down to that 6% that are still going. Now, this is something, though, that I like to point out Anytime we deal with statistics. And I like, to, I like to point this out. It's not entirely relevant to the subject matter, but somewhat. Because statistics can be used to say anything you want to do, say. Now, this survey uh, I'm just using as an example to, to, to make the point. It's a very limited scope. Uh, it's from a thousand, uh, only a thousand people. Very unlikely that that is a reasonable cross section of the population of the nation in terms of demographics. Uh, it's probably limited to those who. Well, it's definitely limited to those who were given the opportunity to see the survey in the first place, and then it's limited again by those who are willing to do it. So you always, anytime you do something like this, you eliminate a significant amount of the population uh, who who, who aren't going to be polled. And they can be manipulated really for any purpose. It's all in how you can ask the questions. The questions are always going to be affected in some ways by bias, whether it's intentional or not. It's all in the way that you ask the question, uh, intentionally or not, to, to get the you can get a certain result uh, that you want. Uh, I'm, I'm going to use gun control as an answer. Well, nobody thinks that... Uh, everybody thinks something ought to be done to to curb the, the shootings that we have. Right. But depending on how you ask the question, you're going to get different answers right. uh, in, in, in what you should do about it. Right. You now, if, if, if you think that... If, It it might be a different question, for example, if you live in a bad part of town, and and the question is, should you lose your right to own a gun because somebody else might shoot somebody? Right. Well, now it's changed, hasn't it? Yes, sir. Okay, enough of that. But... uh, You know, this is kind of an innocuous survey, but the articles... The article didn't say how the participants were selected, uh, it didn't say whether or not the survey was anonymous. Uh, even if it was anonymous, people don't like to admit uh, when uh, something is worse than, it than, you know, people don't like to admit failure, they don't like to admit when they're wrong, right. they don't like to admit their weaknesses, you know, not None of us do. I So uh, it matters probably whether your name's attached to it. And even if your name's not attached to it, you just might not even be willing to admit to yourself that, you know what, I'm probably not actually going to do that. Mm-hmm. But is there something, I've you know, talked a lot about resolutions and statistics and all that stuff, but what's the point? Is there, could we? Are resolutions themselves good? Could we have redeeming resolutions? Uh, goals are good. It, it's good to set goals, uh, but if you're going to set goals, it's good. If we want them to you, you want them to be specific, something you can actually do, right? Uh, reasonable. Uh, setting it too high leads to discouragement, disappointment. If, you, if you're not able to do it. Uh, but it's not worth much if it's set too low. If you didn't push yourself any at all. It ought to stretch you just a little bit. Right. So, now, the where's God in all this? Where am I going? Uh, it's been, it, this could be, this could be a, uh, so far, this could be a, uh, uh, in, any sort of motivational speech. Has been what, where, where's the Christian angle in this? Well, the question I have is, what might a Christian's resolutions look like? Yeah. How might they differ from you know, the, the, the general population? Uh, it's okay. Self-improvement is okay. Uh, we talk about improving, uh, you know, improving our health, our bodies, or God's temple. Uh, it is a, it's a good thing to try to take care of them. I've been trying to take care of mine a little better lost little ground over the holidays. Okay. Uh, If it aligns with God's purposes, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But maybe there's other things that we would have, like like studying the Word more, uh, like giving more time to prayer, uh, like having an outward focus. Uh, I know for me, I'm am a bit of an introvert. Didn't figure that out yet. Yeah. Really? Uh, I don't. I have. I love to talk to people, but they usually have to be the one to initiate. And my wife just thinks it's it's unfathomable that I will sit in an Uber car the whole trip and not say a word. <laughs> if they don't talk to me, I don't talk to them, and we're both just as happy as we can be. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, now, on the other hand, the guy that I wrote up here today, uh, he was he was chatty, and I was chatty back. We had a wonderful conversation. Uh, he was a believer, and and uh, uh, gave him a book, and it was a good was a good talk. But that's uh, that's the exception for me, not the rule. Uh, but so maybe one of my goals would be to share the gospel with X number of people during this next year. Exactly. Right. Uh, be wonderful. You know, I can, I can argue, I can make excuses. Well, you know, I, I don't get out. I don't see anybody. Well, I see probably at least a hundred different Uber drivers in a year. <laughs> at least. Right. Well, I keep saying I'm not meeting new people here. So there you go there's, you know, there's a goal that I, might, that I might set that's outward instead of, instead of on me right uh, or invest in at least one disciple over the next year because you know beyond sharing the gospel Jesus didn't say go share the gospel he said go make disciples that's right we need to go beyond uh, we, we definitely need to be sharing the gospel but then we need to take it to the next step right and make disciples that's what right. we've been called to do. So, and maybe and then another goal might be to give more to God's work. That would be uh, there's certainly enough things going on that, uh, that that need our help. You know, a lot of us don't have much, but maybe just a little bit more. And uh, know knowing that uh, I'm not teaching a prosperity gospel or anything like that, but God does reward. Uh, when we do good, that's right. Amen. And, and and we can trust that we can trust Him to take care of us when we act in faith and do something. and I mean, He didn't He didn't call you to act stupid uh, unless He specifically told you to do something. Don't make the don't assume right, uh, and, and then do something foolish that that that. that uh, or puts you in a bad way or puts your family in a bad way. Right. Uh, you would do, you, but uh, but if you, on the other hand, if you know that he told you to do it, absolutely do it. Know that he's going to come, he's going to take care of you. Amen. Right. Uh, I, my dad was like that. My dad uh, used, to ups, used to upset my grandparents because they'd give him something he'd turn around and give it away. Um. <laughs> uh, somebody else needed more than he did. Right. Uh, But we never, we never lacked for food. Just look at our pictures; you can tell that. (laughs) Uh, We never lacked for anything that we really needed, even though even though Dad was like that, he was always giving, he was always giving out of what he had. Amen. And God took care of us. Amen. What what might resolutions for a church look like? Mm. now whether it's New Year's or not. We ought to have some goals that that, that we're reaching for, a, a purpose beyond uh, beyond coming to church every day, every week, and, and meeting together. Those are good things, but we as a church ought to be about more than that, right? And uh, you know, we have some basic some basics that are part of who we are. You know, we, we, uh, we we make accommodations for people with disabilities, and that's good. We need to do that. But our primary mission, folks, is to bring people to Jesus, right? And uh, we may have a specific segment that we do more to reach, maybe, than, than the average church because of who we are. But if we're not bringing people to Jesus, we're not doing our job. right? Mm-hmm. So maybe we should maybe we should decide together what those ought to be. Uh, first, I think before we do that, though, we spend some time submitting ourselves to prayer, maybe even to fasting. Yeah. to uh, to put ourselves in a position to hear from the Holy Spirit. Because I guarantee you, and I'll tell you how most of these things are, and I probably have said this before, but in most every planning session I've ever been in, we we say a little prayer before we get started, and then we decide what we're gonna do, and then we go back to the Lord and say, Okay Lord, help us do what we decide. Right. Uh, we're and and it, in His mercy, He may have guided our discussion. I'm not going to say He didn't, uh, but I think that maybe we know Him a little bit more. Attention. That's right. To make sure that we're hearing from Him and really doing what He wants us to be doing. Right? That's right. That's right. If it involves something that we know we should be doing, delay. Whether it's as a church or as an individual, if we if we know that we're supposed to do it, we're not doing it. You know what the Bible says? He says the Bible says that's sin. Mm-hmm. James chapter four verse seventeen, uh, which is our our focus verse for today, it says, "Therefore, to one who knows to do the right thing and does not do it, to him it is sin." Amen. Amen. Now, ordinarily. I'd like to cover the larger passages uh, of Scripture because you need context. And here, you've got one of those words, right? You've got therefore. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I didn't put it on the screen, but I'm going to go back and read uh, a few verses before. Uh, I'm going to read from verse 13 so we can get some of the therefore. Because okay. he says, Come now you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a paper that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say if the Lord wills we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is equal. And then he has the therefore. Now, if you, there's a the broader topic there, even beyond that. He, he's been speaking to, uh, to the rich. And not I will argue not simply to the rich, uh, but to the rich who are not acknowledging God. Right. Uh, to the wicked rich, I would say uh, it is not—it's uh, not a sin to be rich. It's a sin uh, not to uh, not to acknowledge who made you rich. We're, and by the way, I always say this: I know that we have various levels of—you of, know—we have some people with more money than others, but everybody in here is rich. That's right. And everybody in here. Uh, I don't see anybody who's thin. Now, uh, then, maybe that's just because I don't see it, so I don't get offended. <laughs> Actually, I think we got at least one person that's thin, but but she's not thin because she did an MFT. That's right. Uh, we we all uh, are we all are are blessed uh, to live in a prosperous country. You go to other places in the world and see how they live. You, you start to understand uh, just how blessed. Uh, we are every one of us is rich right and I think about these things uh, I think about these things when I go shopping uh, and I try it's, it's impossible in some areas because uh, so much of our economy is tied up in in uh, other places but I try to at least where you know where I can make a choice that's that's obvious not to buy products. Where I know that uh, forced labor may have been involved, hmm. um, a lot of the stuff that comes out of China is is in that category. Right. And uh, you know, some of the things like your technology, you probably can't avoid it. You're going to end up with stuff that was made in China. But uh, you, uh, you know, as much as we're able, because I think about this very chapter where James is talking about. Uh, the rich oppressing people and and, and we here in America think well we don't oppress anybody I don't oppress anybody I don't steal from anybody's wages but indirectly maybe we're contributing to the problem Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to lay guilt trip on anybody or anything like that it's just things that we ought to be thinking about and when we can make good choices make good choices Uh, but the point that he's making can also be generalized and, we, and, and so we might say, therefore, now you know. Now you know what is right. So if you don't do what is right, now, you, now you're in sin. And it's a warning. Mm-hmm. A warning from the context. Never leave God out. Amen. He is in control whether you acknowledge it or not. Yes, sir. Amen. Proverbs uh, 16.3 Commit your works to the Lord Mm -hmm. and your plans will be established. Mm -hmm. Uh, Proverbs 16.9 The mind of a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. There you go. Amen. So what do we do with this? A lot of times when we read the scripture, uh, or a lot of times when we're uh, living our lives, we, can, we get focused on the thou shalt not. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we know, well, I, I don't know in this country, increasingly it seems like we don't know, but those of us who were raised in church, we know all the thou shalt nots. We probably even added a few thou shalt nots on there that uh, maybe God didn't care about as much as we think. but And we do well to obey those, those shalt nots. Those are there for our protection. Those are there because a good father uh, that he is has set those boundaries to protect us. That's right. And we will spare ourselves a lot of grief if we'll live it his way. Amen. But if we stop there, if we stop at just not doing what we're not supposed to do, we have remained children. Mm-hmm. When we The, the, the process of going into adulthood in, in, involves choosing the things that we shall do. And so... We recognize, we recognize God's sovereignty. And as we set our goals, we need to line them up with His. Amen. To do that, we gotta know Him. That's right. How do we know Him? We know Him through His Word. Mm-hmm. We know Him through fellowship with Him, through prayer and spending time with Him, Mm -hmm. through leaving time for Him to speak to us. That's right. Amen. And we know Him through cooperation. We know Him through doing the things that He would do, Mm -hmm. through cooperating with Him in His work. Amen. And and the more that we do that, the more our heart becomes in tune with His heart and and it becomes to know Him even better. Right. Right. Amen. And so... And we submit to him. Obeying, yes, the written command, but also obeying the commands that he has given directly to you. Now, you, know, you might have said, Well, I don't know if God's ever told me anything specific. Well, maybe that's because you hadn't done what he already wrote down for you. Mm. He's not, uh, not going to give you new stuff if you hadn't done the old stuff yet. <laughs> now, God is merciful, and, you know, I say that as a general, as a generality, knowing that God is gracious and merciful, right. and that we're going to have, we're always going to struggle with areas in our lives that aren't quite right, I certainly do, uh, and, and I'm not trying to say, well, you know, until you're perfect, he's not going to speak to you, well, you know, only Jesus was perfect, so right. you got a problem there, but, but I am saying that he wants your heart. That's right. He wants sincerity. He wants you to truly seek Him and and, and to be submitted to Him. And if He has told you something and you know He's told you something, then do it. Amen. I know for me, those times, and sometimes it's no. Sometimes He's telling you no. Don't do that. Right. And I can tell you, uh, for certain in my own life, those times when I was pretty sure he was saying no, and I went and did it anyway, right. caused me some of the worst grief that I've ever had. Yeah. If I had listened to him, if I had followed his word, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I don't know that it was so much him saying no. In at least one instance, I'm thinking of, I already knew what the Bible said about it, and I did it my way anyway. Right. And and practically wrecked my life. Planned, but never presumed. Right. Uh, take it to the. Uh, take it to the Lord. Amen. And finally, uh, it just so happens that this is New Year's Eve and New Year's you know, New Year's Day is tomorrow. So uh, there's not a whole lot of time to wait, anyway. But the thing is, tomorrow's not promised to any of us. When we say that. Uh, but, but it's true. Any, any one of us uh, could, like a perfect example. Uh, thankfully, I'm okay, but uh, Friday Friday, I came up here. I came up here to uh, install another indoor camera that I had bought and just had never taken the time to come to, to put up. I was like, I'm not going to make a special trip, it's never going to happen. So I came up here and I got it done, got it done in plenty of time, told Linda I was on my way home. Well, on 635, right after we uh, got off 30 here, car had a flat tire. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, you know, we, we were able to get, but we got off the road. We were we were in between the two lanes. You had one going this way, one going that way. And you could feel the air uh, yeah. shaking the car right. Right. as they were flying by. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay. And this woman uh, that was driving the car, uh, Bless her heart. She, she didn't really speak good English, uh-huh. so I'm having trouble even communicating uh, with her. What do I need to do? What do? And right. you know that could have just as easily, that could have just as easily been. If she'd been going a little faster, yeah. uh, if uh, if we had had to get out of the car, or somebody had just swerved. People do that all the time. Somebody right. swerved up over. Uh, that could have been it. Right. I could have been talking to Jesus instead of talking to you today. Right. We're not promised tomorrow. That's true. Right. So, all of that to say, if you know the right thing to do, mm-hmm. what are you waiting for? Exactly. Do it now. Exactly. Don't wait. The way is simple, and it may not cost you your life to be a child of God, but it will cost you reward. Mm-hmm. So let's get to it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you have given to us. And Lord, show us as as we go forward into the new year, uh, which I do think is going to be a challenging year for all of us, um, how to to be your light as individuals, how to be your light as Barnabas, Baptist Temple, how to reach out to those around us. You know, we we have a very specific mission, and and we have, have, uh, have pretty much stuck to that mission. But I don't think it's any accident that we're on this corner. Okay. You don't, uh, nothing is by happenstance. You, you knew where we would be. You knew how the neighborhood would develop. Yes. And uh, Lord, show us how to be a light on this corner. Amen. Yes. To expand our mission uh, beyond that which we are known, no, beyond that which we're comfortable with. And I'm using way literally because I'm not comfortable with it either. Yes. Uh, But I know, Lord, that that you have called us to be a light to the world, and it starts right here. So help us, Lord, as we go into the new year, to be that light, to do what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.